Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. God bless you, everyone who is listening and everyone who is reading. Today we're going to talk about the brokenhearted. Let's turn to Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 61. This is the scripture which Jesus read. We're going to read it. In Isaiah 61, verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Jesus did not quote all of these verses, but he was referring to all of these verses. All of these verses are fulfilled in the ministry of Jesus. And this is the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord is the time of God's acceptance, goodwill, and favor. And this is the time, ever since Jesus, from the moment that he read these words that I just read, of course he read them in Hebrew, but the same words that I just read, he read and then he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. So from that day until now, and until he returns, is the acceptable year of the Lord. It's the time of God's acceptance, goodwill, and favor. I'm reminded of John chapter 3, where it is written, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever lives and believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In Psalm 109, verse 16, it's speaking about Judas Iscariot and his betrayal of Jesus. 
And it says, Because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. This is talking about Judas and his betrayal of Jesus. It shows that Jesus' heart was broken on the cross as he bore the sins of the whole human race and as he was rejected, separated from the Father, because he was made sin on the cross that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Then he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus' heart was broken on that cross because of sin and rejection that he might heal your broken heart. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. In verse 11 of Isaiah 53, He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus' soul travailed greatly as all our sins, the sins of the whole human race, were laid upon him on that cross. The Father had to separate himself from him at that time when he was made sin for us because he cannot fellowship with sin. He is holy and separate from sin. So Jesus took it all upon himself. He that knew no sin, though he was tempted in every way as we are, the spotless Lamb of God, and his heart was broken for us so that we might be forgiven and cleansed, washed in his blood, and our broken hearts might be healed. Again, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus was sent to heal our broken hearts, Let's turn to Psalm 51, verse 1. King David wrote this psalm when he was repenting for his sin with Bathsheba. Verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you shall make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. I just want to point out, the word hyssop there is very important. If you remember in the Old Testament, on the day when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt with Moses, he commanded them to take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood of the Passover lamb, and swipe it on the doorposts of the house 
And then God, when he saw the blood, would pass over their house. So this is referring to the blood of the Lamb. I believe the Lord would have me explain something to someone who is listening to this message. You might say, how could King David write about the blood of Jesus when Jesus was not even born yet? How could he have done that? I just want to explain to you, as you read the Psalms that David wrote, there are many references, prophetic references to Jesus. And there's no way he could have done that except by the Spirit of the Lord. If you study the scriptures, you see that David was anointed by the prophet Samuel to be king of Israel. And it says at that time, the Holy Spirit came upon David from that day forward. So David was filled with the Holy Ghost. And when he wrote these Psalms, he prophesied about Jesus and about his sufferings. In fact, I just quoted from Psalm 22 earlier, where he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Of course, David was not writing that about himself. He wrote it about the precious Lamb of God. So here, when he refers to purge me with hyssop, he is prophetically referring to the blood of the Lamb, which will wash you white as snow. If you will come to Jesus, whoever you are, if you will come to Jesus and humble yourself and confess your sins to him, he will wash you, he will cleanse you with the blood of his son. The Father will send his son to wash you and cleanse you. His blood cleanses you just as though you've never sinned, white as snow. Jesus is the spotless Lamb of God. Verse 8, Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good and your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bulls on your altar. Verse 16. You do not desire sacrifice, else would I give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart, and save such as be of a contrite spirit. Psalm 109, verse 21. But do for me, O God, the Lord, for your namesake, because your mercy is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. Jesus did not die of a broken heart, as many have said, but he was in anguish and sorrow over our sins, and his heart was broken for us. But rather he laid down his life for us, 
that we might be healed and delivered and live forever with him in his glory. He said, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received from my Father. He said, Greater love has no man than this, than one lay down his life for his friends. He said, You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. He said, If you love me, keep my commandments, and this is my commandment, that you love one another. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God. You are accepted in Jesus. He bore your rejection on that cross. The love of God will heal your broken heart and heal all your wounds, but you must repent and turn from all your own ways, the sins that have caused all the pain and torment in your life, and come to Him and surrender anew to Him. You must ask Him to help you to forgive those people in your life who have hurt you, who have done you wrong. As you forgive them, your heart will be healed. Jesus said, Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. For if you will not forgive those who have sinned against you, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your sins. You will continue in your torments until you forgive. So if you will come to the Lord with a broken and a contrite heart, willing to forgive anyone whom you have anything against, confessing your sins to him and confessing your faults to your brother or your sister, to your mother or your father, he will heal your broken heart and your soul will be restored. Psalm 147.3 He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. Let's turn to Revelation 21. This is talking about the new heaven and the new earth that are yet to come. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new, And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. 